All right. This is the Homebrew Game Club, and it is not a, uh, a normal podcast episode. Today, uh, we're talking about some crazy shit that happened on Twitter. Um, I'm here with Connor Nash, and uh, and we're just uh, we're just going to be uh, man. I don't even know how to introduce this one. What yeah. what what, what, what we're, should I say? Here with Connor Nash. Howdy. I'm here going to be talking about our opinions about lists. So uh, if lists. you if, if you don't if you don't get obsessed and excited about top lists, you know what's your top ten, what's your top twenty list. You know, this this isn't for you. You know, this is only for people passionate about lists. So passionate, in fact, that they change their entire <laughs> online presence around the formation <laughs> of a list. <laughs> All right. What are we talking about here? What are we talking about? This is not a uh, we're not talking about a game today. We're not talking about a game. At least we're not, we're not one game. We might be talking about 100 games. We're going to talk about 100 games. We are going to rank... <laughs> the top 100 all-time NES homebrews. That's Simple. what we're going to do It's going to take, today. what, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, tops? 20 minutes, something like that. Okay, so let's let's start off at the beginning, because I, I got to explain this, and I don't even know fucking where to start. So the, the, the drama uh, bomb that I watched uh, go off in, in the NES homebrew community over the last two days was just incredible. So um, there's a guy... Seth Abramson. I actually know this guy because in my past life, I was obsessed with political Twitter. Mm -hmm. And it's easy. We've all done it. We've all been children sometimes. I know. I I used to work. So I used to work at like news media. Like it was sort of newsy media. And like, you know, like I I used to run our syndication stuff. I, our, our company had the, um, it was in the top 25 news and politics channels on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And this is back when like nobody watched YouTube. So that's not right. as impressive. It was a different time. But yes, it was a different time. So of the like 10 people who were on YouTube, like we were very popular. But I, I have always been a news obsessive. And and so I I have I actually have a large um, cavity in my brain where part of my brain is gone <laughs> because it has been eroded away by <laughs> Political but Twitter. Po- political Twitter. Political yes. Twitter is an abscess that actually just inserts itself inside your, like, whatever part of your brain and just grows. Yes, right. I Like, I realized with Twitter, or like, really early on, like, if you are a political junkie, Twitter is like taking a needle, like, the size of your forearm and jamming it, like, right into your forearm and, like, <laughs> just mainlining pure fucking heroin. Uh, it's, it's awful. It's, it's awful. It's bad for your mental health. And I was basically addicted to it for like 10 years. Okay. And I'm trying to wean myself off of it. I am in, uh, recovery. I'm in recovery. Right. My name is Divertov and I, uh, I, I've been <laughs> clean Thank from you. political Twitter for three months. I, now I'm trying to get obsessed about something else. So I'm making yes. a podcast about retro video games. Okay. Yeah. And so, it's working. Yeah. That's the best part. It's working. It's working. So imagine my surprise when suddenly out of the fucking blue into my Twitter feed about homebrew games comes Seth Abramson. Okay. Let me tell you, I know this guy. I know this guy. Okay. He's a politics writer. He has a million fucking followers on Twitter. A million. Okay. He got very popular in 2016. He was like a super big supporter of Bernie Sanders 
And he wrote a lot about the 2016 primary election and how Democrats, you know, wanted wanted Hillary to win it and all this stuff. And then after that, he he started writing a lot about Donald Trump and and Russian collusion and all this stuff. He he actually wrote several books about it. But he is known for for being, I guess, one way to say it is like eccentric in in on Twitter in the sense that he writes these Twitter threads that are like, you know, on Twitter you can like link your tweets, right? Sure. So, okay, you can do like so, a, a tweet stream or tweet storm, whatever it is. A thread. Yeah, a thread. And so, you know, he's, yes, a tweet storm. So he's known for his tweet storms. It will be like 200 linked tweets, you know, and it's like in this thread, I will expose how, you know, Donald Trump threw the election or something. Right. I, but is this, you know. this to me, like ever since like Donald Trump actually became president, there was this, that became a bit of a meme for me, especially with political Twitter pundits. When there was one guy who like, I think it was in like the January after Trump got elected or whatever. He had this like 400 tweet long thread around like, okay, guys, time to get some game theory going on here. And it was just like a rant of like four and people were retweeting it, but no one, like it didn't make any sense. It was just like random musings for 400 tweets or something. That and, may have been Seth Abramson. Like that okay. is like kind of like his kind of thing, but it's, he writes with this like very focused intensity you know, like like this is the thread in which I will expose corruption or whatever. And I'm I'm not, you know, I don't want to knock anybody for their politics or anything like that. I'm not trying to knock this guy, honestly. It turns out he is a fan of retro video games. Sure. Aren't aren't we all? Yes, aren't we all? So Seth Abramson pops into my Twitter feed two days ago. I, I'm, this is where January 6th is when we're recording this. This was like January 4th. Okay. January 4th is a day that will live in NES Homebrew Infinity. Uh, the, the, guy, the guy drops this article. Okay. So he's got yeah. this side project and it's all about retro video games. Okay. So he's a political writer. He just kind of does this on the side. It's a Substack magazine, something. I don't know. And he has written this. It's just a, it's a, it's an article. It's a, it's a, it's like a blog post. Okay. A long blog post where he purports to rank, and it says it on the top, the retro top 100 NES homebrew games. So this is just like a magazine. This is like IGN's top 200 games of all time or something. You know? Right, but this is, this is the point, is that it's not IGN, and it's not anybody who's like known in the scene. It's political Twitter aficionado, Seth Abramson. Right, but why does that matter? I mean, it's, it's huge. Just, it's that's, just, that's massively it, important. But he is trying is, to launch, he is trying to launch a retro game magazine right okay it's a it's a substack made for retro games okay so i think that it is at best short-sighted of him and at worst downright ignorant that he's going to swan in and start making this magazine which is about and very tightly tied to a pretty tightly knit subculture i mean i don't no, know no, if no. You the, use magazine, the, word the magazine is not about homebrew games the magazine is about retro video games right this was one article for on the blog yeah he's got like an, dozens of blog posts about other shit you know like sure uh, but how many of those are, are the ranking top underrated games? you know nintendo 64 games or some shit yeah this how many of those like one are, article how many of those are a ranking of people who are making labors of love and not a commercial enterprise okay but i'm should he not should he not do that do you think that he should not rank them i mean i absolutely think he should not rank it i think it was actually kind of a little bit rude of him and definitely tone deaf to rank what is fundamentally a lot of people's labors of love. Okay. 
I'm I'm surprised to hear you say that. Sure, but I mean, like, if this was us ranking like Konami versus Bandai or something, right? These are companies, and they've got thick skins, and they've got profit margins and whatever, and we can say what we want about them. But when you talk about like some guy who really just felt passionately about a particular character that they wanted to bring to life, and then put it into a world that other people could enjoy, and that that was something that they just worked on for years, and they never expected to make money out of it. And it really isn't something that they were looking to be qualified by a particular commercial success. I, I think ranking it is a little bit rude. Crass? It's, it, crass? Yeah, it's a yeah. crass. Yeah, it is. I do think it is. Well, okay. So let me explain because there are people listening to this who have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. So okay. I, what he did is he made this list, okay? A, a list of uh, the top 100 NES homebrews. Now, he added his criteria for the list. And the criteria is interesting. And I think this is one thing that kind of set people off. So, so some of the criteria, I'm not going to go through all of them because there's a lot, but it's uh, original games, no ports, no demos, only games with a single player mode. The one that really pissed people off, or a few people, I, I don't know, maybe a lot of people, but the one that pissed people off was he only included, included games that can be played via a digital ROM. So homebrewers who would sell their game in ROM format because uh, there's a lot of folks who just put them on a cartridge and that's the only thing they want to do. They don't want to sell the digital version, which I I don't, I don't like that. I wish they would put it out digitally, but you know what? That's their choice. They're creators. It's if they want to do it that way, that's fine. And you respect the the creator in this. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so in his list, his list, as he qualifies, if it didn't meet that the criteria that I'm that I'm talking about here, he put it in a separate part of the list. So it's still on there. It's just like off to the side. It's like an honorable mention. He did this ROM, ROM requirement is what he called it. And he's got a really long passage here where he's like, um, he made like 10 points, like why he, he did this. And it's, it's uh, easier to share with people, which is true. Okay. True, yeah. Like we have that problem. Sure. Just for our podcast. You know, right. I want to do, for example... Heredius Zero, which is uh, a really, I think, honestly, one of the best shmups on the uh, on the NES, but I don't have a digital copy of it. Right. I only have a cartridge. And the guy has said on Twitter, he's got no interest in putting out a digital copy because that's not how he wants the game to be experienced. But that's great. But the, I can't give it to you guys. You don't have an NES and Bart doesn't have an NES. So you guys can't play it. If you want to play it, you got to come over to my, my house or I got to take... My, right, and, my, and that's fun in and of itself, but that's a choice, and it's something that makes it slightly different to the experience it would be in an emulator. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, if I like, like, if I were going to make a list and I were going to share it with people who are not in this community, with the intention of getting people interested in the community, I probably would not put games on the list that I don't think they have access to. You know, and if somebody like you guys, like I'm trying to turn you guys out of these games, sure. you don't have an NES. So why would I give you a list that's full of games that you can only play on a cartridge? Now, if you made a list like that, I think that's perfectly reasonable because you're trying to, you, 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 what you're doing is you're setting your agenda very clearly at the outset. You're saying very clearly, clearly, I want to be able to bring people in and I'm making a list of games that people who are perhaps not so familiar with NES Homebrew would like to play. 
But that is I literally don't... what he does in this article. Like I, I, the criteria that I'm looking at, what you just said, almost word for word, is is part of his rationale for doing that. Right. So I think that that part is fair, right? Okay. But you're saying that for like, I'm just divert of. I'm making a list for my friends. I'm doing this to just encourage people who I think would be interested to do this. And this has been done in the past, right? It's not like this is like the first time a list has ever been made. Obviously, there's other people who have made lists of these things. I think what I would feel is is right to take issue with is that it, it seems like it's being positioned as the definitive version of this. Okay. That like, we want this to be the real list that anybody who comes into the community knew this is their first port of call. Forget talking to anybody who's in the community. Forget asking for recommendations. Forget like understanding the difference between all of the things that you've just very subtly explained. Let's let's go straight to like you should buy this game. And I don't think that's what the NES Homebrew community is really looking for right now. And I think that it's to do with the current way that, that culture is, and the way that it, it feels, and the way that it's it's evolved to this point. But it's not unique in history. There have been many online cultures that have seen this happen to them where they were working away very happily in their own corner and doing their own thing. Then all of a sudden, some literary person or somebody who's got some audience takes an interest and adds their own slant. The community disagrees with it and it causes friction. You know, it causes friction in a lot of ways. And I see this as part of how Nes Homebrew is going to evolve going forward. It's it's going to be bumping up against other areas of culture and unfortunately disagreeing with a lot of the judgment that's passed on it. Huh. That's okay. I that's interesting. I hadn't expected you to have that take. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying as well. Like, it's not against the law to make a list. <laughs> you know, like it's it's not like it's that bad idea to just come in and say, like, here are the games I think are good. Here are the games I think are bad. That's perfectly reasonable. If IGN was to make a list of NES homebrew games, you would expect that they would get a little bit of flack. You know, you'd expect that they'd get a little bit of oh, pushback. Oh, sure, yeah, right. Because they didn't, they didn't do, they didn't get to know the people in the community or whatever. Right, that's right. The, you know, that's probably what would happen. Right. And you'd also expect that IGN would kind of just take that in the chin. Like they would know they're going to get that kind of response before they even published it, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is kind of part of the part and parcel of being a video game commentary magazine. Like you're going to get a lot of disagreement from hardcore fans. And that's just the way it works. The community response was all over the place. I, I would say in the beginning, I saw a lot of people who were very excited. They, they appreciated the attention. I was very interested. You know, we we retweeted it on our uh, on our homebrew game club. Uh, Twitter account, and he retweeted us to his million followers, which you know that's kind of cool. And, and but, again, for the for the record, I'm so obviously affiliated with Hate Homebrew Game Club. I have no problem with retweeting it, right? I think it's it's a list that should be shared. I just I can I can see why things have started to <laughs> change around the reaction. Well, I mean, I thought it was an I thought it was an inter- my point of view was I thought it was an interesting jumping off point for conversations, which is really I think the the utility of any kind of list like this a, as a viewer. You know, yes. From from the point of view of a of a media person, you know, this this stuff is just clickbait. It's just you know, it's going to lists tend to be generally low effort and high traffic. They're easy. They're easy clickbait. I don't know what the effort was here. They some folks theorized that he um, he does mention. I think at some point. I think maybe 
it's not on here. Maybe it might be on Twitter or something. He played a lot of these games on his phone. So like that really, I think pissed some people off was that right. he was playing them I, on I, his phone. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold that against him, but again, it, it's, it's one of those small things that adds to the community reaction. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's inherently wrong. I like if, you know, people get into it and they, they play it on their phone and, you know, that, that's probably the vast majority of folks who would be sure. interested in NES Homebrew. It's like, well, can I play this on mobile, you know, or can I take this with me? If they've got an em- emulator on their phone, like, why wouldn't they do that? But maybe that would they would get interested enough to to go out and buy a buy a console or something. So I, I don't actually have a problem with that. I guess I have a problem with it if that's the way that you play games and then you're going to make like a definitive list of, of them. But, you know, yeah, it just, it's like, I, I, I think it does it, undermine your credibility. It's, it's just, it's a subtle thing. Cause it's like, and this is why we're talking about it. Cause it's not black and white. I, I, I want to like try and reconcile. Cause I'm listening back to like what I've just said. And I'm like, I think it was a little crass, but making a list in and of itself is not crass. I think the tone, the tone was a little crass. The, maybe the, maybe the, the, the packaging, you yeah. know, the way it was presented, the presentation was a little crass. It's, it's like context is so key online. The The context in which you present some information makes a huge difference to how it's perceived. And I think that list could have been very successful. I do I do think that list could have been used broadly throughout the community. I but, think it's a very interesting list. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with ranking it. Uh, no, with a ranking for the record. Like, I, I don't. No, you know? I, I I agree with a lot of his top. Yeah, a lot of his top games are very good games. Like I don't I don't disagree with that, but that context it just felt like it was really. It felt a little bit like coming down from the mountain with like I've got the new rules kind of vibe. The, the more I read it, you know, like hmm. like even even the description of like he his qualification criteria, like he gave this honorable mention to other games. It's like. What, is, what does that mean? Like, what are you saying there? Are you saying they're like, they're like separate but equal? Like, what's the deal with that? Like, it just, it wasn't really clear what the context was. That he, it, it's like, yes, he has this retro magazine and yes, he's, he's capable of like bringing this to a wider audience. It read like, guess what, guys? I've discovered this huge area that nobody else has ever heard of. <laughs> and and I am about to just blow your minds. So I just think it's a little, it was a little short-sighted of him to think that he could make an article like that, not get feedback, which by the way was not 100% negative. Like I, there was plenty. Oh, no, of I, I think there was a lot of positive feedback. Yeah. Uh, Matt Houston had some really good uh, back and forth with yeah. him. Uh, a lot of other people did, uh, you know, and I mean, they suggested they were like, one of, one of the things I, I haven't mentioned yet, but one of the issues that people had with the, the list, which actually is my biggest criticism of it, is he's got this qualification that he's only going to do digital games. The games on here, like I'm just immediately skimming it. Like just in the top 25, I'm, I'm noticing like several titles that I know did not have an official digital release. And when people asked him about that, his explanation was, well, they're, they're, you can find them very easily in a Google search. So he's using pirated ROMs. Yeah. And he's putting it on the list based on that justification. These are not official ROMs, but you can find them. So I'm going to put it on the, but that to me, that doesn't seem to be like actually supportive of the people making the games. You know, it seems to be supportive of people pirating the games. 
it it kind of implies that he hasn't paid for any of the games that he's well maybe maybe i mean yeah i mean it's hard to say concretely but like it's certainly not the opposite because you know here's what the the one that i first noticed was i told you guys well i just said like heredity zero i really want you guys to play that but there's no digital release so by his own qualifications that game should not be on here guess what he's got it at number 15 how is that on there? I guess he went online and he found a ROM uh, very easily and put it on his phone, <laughs> you know. So I, I mean, I don't. I do think that that undermines his his case. Yeah, I think it. And it, it's an, it's just another piece of the context that you then examine this list, you know, within. It's not obvious that this is a list that was built with the input of the community. I mean, just. Just thinking about it, like, oh, I was able to find it by a Google search. Like, have you spoken to any of the authors of these games? You know, they would have been more than happy to explain to you their choices for doing this and that that may inform your ranking criteria. Who did you speak to before making this? Like, you have spoken to more game devs before this list was released than possibly this man did. Right, like it, it's, oh, you're talking it's, about me personally. Yeah, you personally, like you've probably spoken sure. to more of the game devs than than he has. Like that's part of the reason why you are a really good like resource for saying, "Hey, I think these are good games." Like me, if I went on and made a list of like, well, I, I did yeah, I'm a Google good research search. for you and Bart. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but that, yeah, but if I went on and like made a list of like, guess what? I went online and I did a Google search. It's this thing called Nes Homebrews. Mind blown, right? I went and I found 100 of the games and I ranked them 1 to 100 just from a Google search of all the ROMs that I was able to find. Here's the definitive list. Like, <laughs> the context for that is rough. Sure. <laughs> like, it is not a context that's going to appeal to the community that I am apparently ranking. <laughs> I just I just think that's, like, where it's at. And I've been reading over some of the kind of comments that people have made. And I, I just, I agree with... I gotta say, I agree with a little bit of the salt. Maybe to give a little bit of my context with this, this really reminds me of open source software, like a lot. Hmm. Where open source software was for decades labors of love, where people would just work on software and they just worked on it because they, they just felt passionately about it or they just hated Microsoft or they just had some like emotional skin in the game of like, I want the thing that I use in my day to day to be free for people to use. I just want I want I want to make something that I can give freely and it's valuable and it's useful. And you know, now open source is everywhere. Like we're recording this podcast using open source encoding around MP3s. The you know, the web itself is open source in so many ways. You know, it, it's inseparable from the way that the internet economy works with open source. That wasn't always the case especially in the late 80s and early 90s, it was considered you had to pay for software and it had to be closed source and had to be proprietary. And there's a quote from Linus Torvalds, the guy who made Linux, the operating system. And I'm pretty sure he stole it himself from somebody else, but that's the nature of open source. And his quote is, first they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. And I think homebrew is finishing up the laugh at you stage. Like it's no longer like nerdy guys in a corner where people are like snidely making remarks. Nez homebrew is cool. There's a lot of cool stuff going on with Nez homebrew. But now people are going to try and intrude on that and claim a part of that as their own. 
they're going to step in and say, well, I'm going to, you know, now that you're kind of cool, I'm going to bless you and say, this is the right way to do things. Or I'm going to say, this is how you should really be doing things if you want to be like really professional. And the community is going to face within itself and without itself how to react to those stimuli and how to react to those, you know, new forces that are taking interest in them. I, I don't think it's an active fight, but I do think it is something where like there's more tension now because we feel like there's something valuable to be protected. Whereas before it was always kind of like, you know, oh yeah, those guys in the corner are not really that interesting. So you mentioned if he had if he had like worked with the community beforehand or something like that. I my impression was he seemed to be pretty responsive to constructive criticism of the list. Uh, with with a couple of exceptions. He did he did seem to get a little bit offended when when people brought up that you know this uh this digital rom thing. Uh he he appeared to be just like pulling illegally dumped roms off the internet. He uh that seemed to make him mad. But other than that, he seemed to be very responsive to people offering suggestions on how to improve the list. I, I mentioned Matt Houston. Uh, he posted um, in a, a private Discord I'm in, he posted some screenshots of some back and forth that he had with the guy. And he offered some really, I think, constructive suggestions for how to improve the re- list. And Seth Abramson was like totally open to it. Mm. He's like, yeah, these are great ideas. I'm going to... I want to incorporate these moving forward. I, I really want to get some feedback from the community because I want to make this like a really useful resource for people. Mm. Put into that light, I, I was interested to see where this was going to go. I didn't, you know, I mean, like it's it's a guy with a huge platform, a huge platform for a different topic. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how many people are actually interested in this retro game magazine kind of thing that he does. I know that most of his million followers come from politics Twitter and politics Twitter doesn't care about NES homebrew. You know, I like the, that overlap, that Venn diagram is probably tiny. Uh, well, you've got you, you know, you've got, you've got an enormous circle and a very tiny circle. And there's, you know, there's, there's maybe a sliver of overlap with like five people in it, but well, you're one of those uh, five people. So I, I don't follow him on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Then how did you find out about the list? Well, it was everywhere. I mean, everybody was sharing it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But so the response to this, like some people were were upset about it. Some people just didn't like, I think I think some people were with you. They just don't like the concept of ranking homebrew games. But some people didn't like the ranking. Like they, they didn't seem to have a problem <laughs> with the ranking. They just didn't like his ranking, which I'm just like, well, that's, make your own list. I don't know. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's kind of like, I mean, but that's that's again, like why I think it's so silly that he took the list down. Oh, I, I, okay. So yeah, let's get to that part. So so after after this stuff happens, Bo Bo Holland, who is um, he's one of the guys from the Assembly Line podcast. He is himself a homebrewer. Uh, he made the excellent Spookatron, one of my favorite homebrew games. Uh, he he's worked with Six Five Zero Two Collective. He's he's done a lot of really good stuff for this community. Okay, so he's he's uh, I think he is a, an actual authority figure in the community right. in some respect. Yeah. So he posted this blog post that was a response to this article the tone here i i think okay uh, let me just let me just say the so the title of this post is yes let me read the entire title here okay a response to seth abramson's the retro top 100 nes homebrew games or the dangers of irresponsible journalism okay i did not know that that was a title of the blog post it's a little over the top 
It's, I'm just well, saying. Okay, it is, but that's that's kind of what like I I fully expect that somebody like that who's active in the community, who's done a lot of work, who's proved his bones over many years, is going to take issue with somebody strolling in and saying, "I've got a list," right? And uh, with an audience like that, like the fact that he has an audience is the problem. Like, it's not like the subtitle there is like irresponsible dudes in their basement who have 100 followers on Twitter. Like, it's he's targeting it at this guy who's got a huge audience and he's going to bias literally millions of people, perhaps, about a, a, a phenomenon they've not been familiar with that this guy could have given him, like, any information that he wanted. I, I hear what you're saying with the Matt Houston thing where, like, you know, Matt Houston had a great conversation with him and it was very civil and that's great. I want to know why that conversation didn't happen before it was released. Like, that's the thing. Like, if you had had all those conversations in your back pocket and made the release of the list and then been like, somebody was like, oh, well, actually, I think that, you know, Matt Eusen might have issue with this or blah, blah, blah. Like, well, actually, I spoke with him and I spoke with all these other people and I, you know, gave them my opinion and they gave me my feedback. And now I'm releasing the list. Yeah. Okay. Right. Having had spoken to that community and engaged with them, this would be a completely different scenario, right? Now, there is a little bit of entitlement there. I'm not going to lie. Like, the the people who are most upset are likely most feeling that they have to be consulted about this kind of thing. And that's I, a separate I think issue. There's, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that's coming from, from both sides of this. But. Yes, I completely agree with that. But, I, I again, I just think that was obvious in foresight as well as in hindsight like you could have been anybody who was going to make this list with an audience the size of seth abramson's and just known there's going to be some people who are unhappy and i should probably at least court them before i release the list to minimize what is obviously something he put a lot of uh, effort into and any kind of negative feedback that he would get i just i don't understand how this man didn't expect there would be some negative feedback since he has not really engage with the community at large at all and then get upset when people aren't effectively you know backing up saying yes this is the best list i've ever seen in my life we should keep this going and then he takes it down and then he says we're never going to do it again i'm like yeah it's a complete waste of time for everybody involved well and so so yeah so bo so yeah so bo holland posts this response and it's it's quite long and it is very i would say the tone is i i think there's a lot of outrage here but it's it's outrage, but it's it's also very like it's Seth Abramson has this like tone where he's like constantly arguing from authority. So I on Twitter he's like yes. constantly yeah. dropping that he's an academic, you know. Yes. And I, I'm entitled to talk about NES homebrew because I'm a you know, I'm an academic who's studied theory on you know, cultural cultural theory, whatever. It's bullshit. I mean, you know, that's I, I'm not into that. I went to film school, all right. I, I've read some fucking books on postmodernism. All right, that doesn't make me qualified to talk about NES Homebrew. Yeah. You're not right? going to like have it in your Twitter bio as like postmodern, you know, right. theorizer, whatever you want to call it. But you know, to call this response the dangers of irresponsible journalism, I, I just, I don't know. It just seems a little over the top to me. Uh, but yeah, no, I'd agree. I agree. It's over the top. It's it's more like it feels like it's being written to make a specific point, right? It's like the subtext is pretty clear. Well, and, you know, he accuses him of wanting to shape the way games are made in this community. And I mean, you know, like this, to me, that's just the guy. It, it, if this guy didn't have a million followers, 
would would it have elicited this kind of response? No, absolutely not. Absolutely, it's, not. because it's just one guy's opinion. You know, I I I'm a, a brand new commenter in this field. I would like to see people put their games out digitally. That's that's I I guess in my own small indirect way, I am also trying to affect the way that games are made in this community. Now, if people decide not to do that, I don't fucking care. Right. You know, maybe if I make, a, again, if I make a list, my own list, which I'm not going to do because I don't want my fucking head cut off by the community. But if I if I made my own list, I would I would maybe not have uh, some of these games on there either. I No, but, I, so I, there's only one thing I disagree with there, and that is if you made a list, right? And if and, and when the feedback comes that like, oh, you, you should have considered these games or blah, blah, blah. You're not going to take it down because you're not that thin-skinned. Yes. Like, so uh, you, we, we've mentioned you would this actually times. leave it up and be like, "Fuck yeah. you! This is what I we, think." We've mentioned this several times. So after Bo Holland posts this this letter, this response, which is totally fine, you know, I, I, I don't really agree with some of his points here. I think the tone is very high-handed and a little over the top. But you know what? That's fine. It's this is dialogue. That's all this is. Yes. This is, is this is dialogue. This is two people writing their opinions out, which I totally respect. Seth Abramson's response is to Okay, I want to find this because I, I gotta I gotta I wanna read it word for word. Um sure. I, I just thought it was like it was just wild. Uh let me see here. Oh my god. See, I can't even find it on his Twitter thread because he posts fucking so five thousand. I saw this. Yeah. He's just prolific. <laughs> My God, well, I do not understand how people are this fucking online, you know? Like, how do you have a goddamn brain anymore? How is it just not, like, melted out of your goddamn nose? Okay, right. uh, here it is. So, yeah, uh, Bo, Bo Holland posts this thing, Soul Groups Productions. Um, yeah, he, he posts this, and he, he tags Seth Abramson in the post, okay? He posts right. his response. Seth Abramson, I, I, I quote, you, mi- you misread me my intentions, how I see myself, and what I was trying to achieve. My aim was to help and not hurt. You should feel good about having ended this attempt by a journalist to draw attention to hashtag Nestev. I've removed the article and will end the project immediately. I mean, are you publishing a magazine or not? Like, right. you know, are you are you a professional? Are you a New York Times bestselling author or not? I like... Right. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> Bo Holland has a thousand people who follow him on Twitter. You have a fucking million, yes. and that's your response. Like, right? right. I, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. It's, it's like you know, it is such an outsized reaction to just right. I, what I think is a, you know, a firm rebuttal from a, a respected member of this tiny community. But exactly. like, for fuck's sake, dude, are you a professional or not? It's just like. I, I don't know. I, I just felt like it's it was very unintentionally funny and, and very thin skinned. And that's where I sent it to you guys. I, I, just, I don't know how many times I've sat here on my computer today watching this unfold and just like saying out loud, holy shit, holy shit. You know, it's just I read this and I was just like, holy shit, right. I can't believe it. But I, I honestly I wish he would I wish he would put it back up. You know, I I, right. I, I thought this was interesting. I would have liked to see if this thing would have evolved over time, you know, and I would have liked to see the type, the number of, um, the type of people that it might've brought in. What does he say here? Um, he made countless edits in response to suggestions. Uh, you know, that seems to be true. He says all of that good faith was ignored. I mean, it was ignored by Bo Holland, I guess. 
I, I don't know. Like, it, he he writes as he does. Uh, like, there's like 20 more tweets after that. And it, it's all about, yeah, he tags Soul Goose like five more times. Yeah, so Kevin Hanley has a response here. Why can't both viewpoints exist? It seems silly to pull your entire article because he chose to write a counterpoint. That's it. To say your list was met with nothing but attacks isn't true at all. I've seen plenty of people say good things about it. He's totally right. He's totally right. But this is the thing. It's it's If he had let that article stand, and if he had let that list stand, I have no doubt it would actually have been a very successful list for all the reasons you've already explained. Audience, yeah, and I mean the fact well, that it is to, a pretty well thought out list. The fact that there are good games on it. The fact that it's it, he was going to take feedback. Like it would have been great. It would have been great. I I agree with that. But his approach has just been. It just seems like it's completely like deaf to what sensible people who are journalists would do in these circumstances. <laughs> right. I, I don't know, man. The whole thing is just fucking weird as hell. It has been so bizarre to watch this over the last couple of days. So, I, 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 I'm glad I surprised you. I'm glad I surprised you with my take. You did. I did not expect that take. I was, I was going to get on here and yuck it up and, and be very cynical and crass. And um, you, uh, you made me actually think. So No, yeah. no. I don't want to do no, that. I, what? I was, I was going to be. <laughs> no, you made me stop and think about my point of view. Well, you know, I, I, I want to make sure that I'm consistent when I'm talking about this. And I think it, it's a very fine line. Like, it's, I, I think it can be crass to do it the way that he did it. But I, I don't think that that's like a sentence. You know, it's not like a, a jail sentence. It's like you can redeem it from that. It can start out as something crass and then turn into something that everybody loves. That's totally possible. I just, for 48 hours, man, like, just give it a day. Like, give it another day. <laughs> Let it have a weekend. Like people haven't even had a chance to play these games. Okay, so <laughs> I, I think I've got enough to work with here. But sure. yeah, this is a an absolutely bonkers uh, happening that just went down in the NES homebrew community. And I we were talking about it today, back and forth over texts. And I've been in these private discords and and watching this thing unfold on Twitter, and it has been nonstop popcorn. So I yeah. I thought maybe you know we should jump on and do a short little podcast about it, just because it's uh, interesting. I don't know. Absolutely. I found the whole goddamn thing extremely interesting. So. It's super interesting, and it's it's just super like I don't know something that I think it really shows a lot of the character of the NES community and the NES Dev community, positive and negative. Positive uh, and negative, I, yes. I, I, that I'm still learning about. So it's it was definitely something fun for me to to get engaged with today. That's good. I'm glad you had your fun. <laughs> I, I've had my fun. That's all that matters. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Uh, I'm gonna let you go then, dude. Sweet. So. Peace out, bro.